everyone. Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today's topic is A Court of Mist and Fury, chapters 54 through 56. The Reese Crease. The Reese Crease. That one had a lisp, didn't it? Didn't it? <laughs> We'll tell we'll tell the people why they might hear the occasional the occasional list. You told me I sounded the same. I and didn't even hear very, it. My very first sentence, I have a horrible list. I didn't even um, hear it. I just got Invisalign, and I was planning on taking it out for the pod, but they told me you have to have them in for like twenty two out of twenty four hours a day, and like I consume food and beverages more than two hours a day so I'm like already not making the goal so I can't take it out to record and the listeners care about your dental well-being so <laughs> no honestly like if leave people it in tell me that if people tell me it sounds bad or if I listen back to this when we're editing and it sounds bad like I'm just gonna take it out going forward but I'm trying it out today I just got it two days ago and I can already tell everyone at work is like, shut up, Sadie. Like, you sound the same. Like, all I can do is acknowledge my lisp over and over again. But anyway. You sound the same. And you'll get even more used to it, you know? I hope so. Because honestly, these chapters don't deserve this. They deserve <laughs> my full speaking voice. I think it's kind of funny if we're talking about these super sexy chapters and you're just listing your way through it. <laughs> so true <laughs> Reese, Reese Reese wouldn't judge me that's no. for sure Reese would love you lisp and all <laughs> um before before we get into it another item we need to acknowledge is you know besides the Verity episode this is truly our first full podcast recording virtually yeah Verity was really a test while we were both traveling for like 10 days to test our capabilities recording virtually but now I have moved and our tomato 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 (laughs) I know now virtual will be our norm sadly sadly whenever you're in town if you're in town for a weekend, I won't make you record because you got a lot of places to be, people to see. But if you're here for a week for work, we're recording in person. Which I will be sake. I will be in like two weeks. So no one fret. We, we still will have plenty of in-person recordings. But I think our virtual recording, the Verity episode sounded so good. The audio sounded so on par with our normal audio that I'm very optimistic. It was very encouraging. You know, you know, I had this idea for how to record virtually. I yeah. won't give away our trade secrets, but I had this idea and my boyfriend John was very skeptical because he was like, oh, like on other media platforms that release podcasts, won't say any names, but he was like, I can always tell when they're recording virtual because it's like over Zoom and the recording's a little bit more muffled or whatever. He was like, are all your episodes going to be like that? And I was like, no, I have this idea. And he was like, uh, do you think that like you guys figured something out that like these professionals haven't? Yeah. And I'm like, 
Honestly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You said that. And then it actually came true. We have cracked the code. So anyone, any, maybe we should trademark this this, this high tech solution that we have and start selling it to other podcasters because <laughs> it works great. I will say the only thing now that might be different for this episode is I'm like freely holding the mic instead of having it set in its stand because I'm sitting in my now designated podcasting chair in my new apartment. <laughs> Um, so I need to make sure I'm like holding it in the same place, not like waving it around as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that in the Verity episode. I was holding it because I like I was in a hotel room and like took it. I did. The, I recorded from bed. And um, honestly, though, you kind of feel like you're at a live show. Like, I like- I love it. <laughs> and I mean, I've showed you the chair before, like a picture of it. But um, basically, my boyfriend's mom gave me this like literal throne for me to sit in. It's my <laughs> it's in my bedroom and it's like my reading chair and podcasting chair. I love it. It looks so fancy. So it really like one day when we actually record ourselves and like have video with our pod, like that chair is just going to be the star. We need it. We need another one for you, though. I know my bar stool <laughs> isn't cutting it. <laughs> well before we really get into it um there was a finally Miami was the big kind of farewell I feel like but we did do one more stop on the Izzy farewell tour from Indy yep yep we saw the Barbie movie my last night which really was like I think the perfect choice yeah truly um saw it with Saren, Sadie, and Kat. So everyone knows them at this point. So it's just the <laughs> four of us in this like lovely movie theater with like the big comfy chairs. Like it was like a 10 p.m. showing. Um, it was so late. It was, was so, so late. It was so late. But like, you know, it's all about women empowerment. We were there with our, with like a core group of girls. It was so nice. And Barbie had come out while we were traveling, so we hadn't seen it yet. Um, and I was just dying to get all the references and I think we both liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I loved it. Honestly, I got really choked up during, you know, the obvious part where, uh, America Ferreira's speech, I really just felt so seen and, you know, I've seen a lot of mixed reviews and I'm not like. I'm not like a crazy feminist, but I'm definitely a girl's girl. And I do think it's it's hard out here for a girl and for a woman. And I really felt so seen. And when I look back on all the mixed reviews, the people who didn't like it are just men who just don't get it. And it's so funny to me because it's like, that was the point. That was yeah. the point of the movie. Like totally. The fact that you don't get it is like, the point yeah yeah seriously I think also my favorite looking back my favorite thing that they said which was at the end was when I mean I guess spoiler alert if people haven't seen the movie but Mm -hmm. um when America Ferreira's character was like why don't you just make a normal Barbie like someone who doesn't who's not on the Supreme Court or Nobel Prize winner, or like this, 
super smart scientists like what about just like a normal like woman barbie who's just like living life and that's hard and she's succeeding and that's impressive enough and i really liked that because i do feel like the own like hollywood especially has tries to incorporate women now much more which is great but it's always like she's this crazy badass who does all these things and sometimes it's like that's really great and there are women who are like that but also like it's nice to just feel seen as like a normal person who's just getting by day by day yeah I feel like sometimes when there's like such a strong movement for something like like with feminism there's such a strong push to like get women in leadership roles and give women the opportunity to like stand up and speak up and a lot of encouragement for women to do that. And I totally am behind that sentiment a hundred percent, but I think that there also just has to be space for like the person who, who doesn't want it, like the woman who doesn't want to be president, but like still just wants to be like a respected member of society, just like doing life and appreciated you know what I mean like totally yeah yeah it was it was really nice I just loved it it had these like really core big messages but then it also had like amazing dance numbers and great outfits and it was like this is amazing my my other takeaway um which almost goes against my first point and what we've been talking about is that I really do love Ryan Gosling I really do love that man. Dude, I hate, I I almost hate how much he shined in this movie. Because it's like, why? Why is the man the one shining? But he was so fucking good. I like, just think. Unbelievable. I just think Ryan Gosling um, is underratedly so funny. Like, mm-hmm. Even in movies like Crazy Stupid Love, that's not necessarily a comedy. He cracks me up. He just has the driest sense of humor. And so Mm -hmm. to see him in this role, he was just so freaking funny. I just, I just love him. He's one of my favorite actors, honestly. It made me want to go back and watch The Notebook because I haven't seen it in forever. And he's just so good in every role. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel like he did such a good job. He was hilarious. Obviously, like, his role was dramatized, and everything in the movie was dramatized for effect. But, like, what really, you know, not to get deep again, but, like, the humility it takes as a man to, in this world, to be, like, to, like, almost take a step back and, like, play the bad guy, like, be the patriarchy which is the enemy in this movie is like awesome and he did it in a a great way without making it about him you know totally yeah and his whole like thing with like the horses and like the that was so funny (laughs) yeah wait 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 wait. speaking of horses Sadie can I tell the the story from Miami that we didn't tell that I think is so funny oh my god okay this might be one of those how you had to be there moments no I think it's so funny it's so funny (laughs) yeah you can tell so randomly speaking of horses um, Sadie and I were just we were just chatting at the airport on our way home from Miami and I forget what we we were were talking about not all not all not all brain cells were firing here yeah. I need that to be clear. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've been. I mean, three days in Miami had had done us dirty, but we were at the airport and Sadie was talking, and I forget what we were talking about, but you were giving like kind of like a like a passionate rant about something, and you were like, yeah, I don't know, and you were like. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, not to beat a horse, not to beat a horse to death. She in her sentence goes, I don't mean to beat a, ho- a horse to death, but blah blah blah. And I was like, I like paused, and you were like, what a horrible saying. And I was like, yeah, that is a horrible saying. <laughs> and then we were like, is that the right saying? And then we slowly realized that is not the saying. And the saying is, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, not beat a horse to death. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so funny. It's It's been beat on my mind. Beat a horse to death. Beat a horse to death. I don't mean to beat a horse to death. It's been also on my mind because ever since that happened, it's been coming up in my everyday conversations at work. Someone says, I don't mean to beat a dead horse. And I just think about what if if the saying was, I don't mean to beat a horse to death. It was so funny. Which the the actual saying is also not great, but definitely better than beat a horse to death. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I, so funny i am not a professional speaker i'm not you're a you professional know. podcaster yeah yeah not a literary <laughs> genius um yeah that was fucking hilarious actually we i haven't laughed that hard in a long time it was also just realized that like it was just enough different where I didn't pick up on it right away either. So I was like, at the same time you were like, that's a I like, realizing I was like, that's a really awful thing to say in everyday like, society. I was like, what a horrible <laughs> saying that is. And then I was like, is that a saying? <laughs> oh my God. So funny. So, so funny. Funny. Um, but anyway, anyway, Resand the Reese crease the Reese crease let's get into it um these were obviously the most anticipated chapters on my end I think they're everyone's I've yeah. heard um but and like I want to I'm sure people who have read this know but I just think it's so funny that these chapters are called the Reese crease and I can't fucking say that the, that two, those two words but it's because people reread the chapters so often that yeah. it forms a crease on their book yep yep so specifically chapter 55 is the, yeah. is the Reese crease because of obvious reasons which we will get to shortly <laughs> Ooh. all right let's get into it yep so we had left off with Farah spending a whole effing week at that cabin. <laughs> like, what was she doing? She was painting the walls, Sadie. She was painting the walls. <laughs> While Reese was probably just beside himself with worry and stress and anguish while he's recovering from being attacked 
And we had heard a knock at the door and she had opened the door and Reese was standing there. So that's where, that's where we pick up, pick up in chapter 54. And the first lines of the chapter are just, I stared at Reese. He stared at me. And I've read this book multiple times, but them reuniting here always gives me chills. Like he's just standing there in the doorway in the snow his hair is all ruffled from flying. He's all scared about how Feyre's going to react. I just love him. Um, me too. This is my favorite Reese chapter. I think I like 54 more than 55. I agree. Because, and like we'll, we're going to get into all the details, but like he is just so strong and has been through so much. And I just love him. <laughs> well, I think, and we'll get into it, but this whole, I mean, how many times have we said, I would kill to know what Reese is thinking right now. And in this, right. you basically get an entire, the entire book, not even just the book, but like all the way back to when he met Farah and the first one, his POV. And it's just so yeah. perfect. Yeah. So anyway, he's standing at the door and Feyre's like, wow, that's my mate, this beautiful man who's been suffering for his people, for me. Like, this is my mate. So she lets him inside and he sees the paint. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? I think I block out that she did that sometimes because I hate it so much. And then whenever they talk about it, I'm like, oh, my soul cringes. Because <laughs> he's like, so you painted the group. And she says, and she says, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I know, I know. She really did the um what is it? Oh god, I'm going for another saying here where you like ask for forgive <laughs> do now like ask for forgiveness later. Oh, um ask forgiveness, not permission. Yes. There you yeah. go. Yep. Like, I hope you don't mind. I just violated your family cabin, but moving on. <laughs> so Reese notices that he's missing from where she painted everyone's eyes. One of the things, the weird choices she made was to paint everyone's eyeballs above the doorway. <laughs> um, but she didn't paint Reese's. And he's like, where am I? And she tells him that she was afraid to paint him because at first she was so mad at him for not telling her they were mates. And then she was just scared that if she painted him or his eyes, she would just start wishing that he was here and miss him too much. So I'm like so, really an olive branch here. Yeah. I'm glad she went for honesty. I'm at least I'm proud of her for not playing any games, but it literally took for mm -hmm. him to be mated with her like eternally committed to her for her to be like okay I'll tell you that I like you <laughs> I know I know but it's because it freed her of the guilt of liking him yeah that's true that's true so Reese is clearly physically better thanks to Feyre because he flew here so that he wouldn't risk any more magic and being tracked anymore so Feyre's like oh you must be hungry I'll go heat you up some food. And he's like, 
you'd make me food? And and Farrah's like, okay, relax. I'm just heating up some food. Like, why the big reaction? And which, side note, this is so... This is so not related, but Connor and I have been living together for now like four days and I've made dinner twice because he goes in the office and I work from home. And honestly, he has the same reaction every time he comes back. Oh my God. Every time he comes home. little angel. Every time he comes home and I'm, I have like dinner on the stove, which I'm not a big cook. So actually it is a big deal, but. <laughs> um he's like oh my god what a delight like he's thrilled <laughs> so anyway oh my god you better be careful <laughs> week one two for two out of three days i know i'm setting up big expectations here um that's hilarious though as long as he keeps having that kind of reaction you can keep doing it yeah true he's like um conditionally training me <laughs> yeah <laughs> positive reinforcement <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so anyway he has this big reaction to favor just like heating him up some soup and he tells her it's an important moment when the female offers her mate food it's some weird thing that goes back to olden times but it just it matters and it signifies that the female accepts the mating bond So it's interesting because one, that's so weird and random, but two, I don't think we actually knew that someone could reject a mating bond. Yeah, I didn't either. I guess I didn't take it as like they could actually reject it. Like, but maybe you could just resist it. Like, yeah, we're mated, but like, I'm not, I'm not acknowledging it and I'm you know what I mean? Right. Because mating does not signify love Marriage. necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, if the woman, it seems like it's more on the woman to reject it. Cause I feel like a man feels it more strongly or at least feels it first. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but Reese must've been so stressed. He's so afraid that everyone runs away from him and no one would want to be with him. So yeah, he must've been really stressed that Feyre would reject the bond when he told her. Well, I was dying because he goes on to say that like some people have like make it a huge ordeal and have like giant feasts and parties. And Farah just kind of like looks down at her soup and is like, well, this is what I'm making. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you get a bowl of soup (laughs) Rhysand's like yeah are you sure like some people you know really go all out for these kinds of things (laughs) yeah that part is funny oh my god um yeah so Farrah starts heating up soup and she's basically like okay tell me everything and the underlying like What's the word? The underlying meaning here is she's going to heat up the soup. He's going to tell her his side of everything. And then at the end, she'll decide whether or not to offer him the food and accept the bond. Yeah. Which I'm like, in what world are you ever going to reject this man? In no world, Feyre. In no world. Just accept it. In no world. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and this next part is just so beautiful. It is, I'm going to do my best to summarize it. It's so much information. Um, yeah, just do the highlights. So um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of walk through at a high level, but in the, in the summary, it's so beautiful because he starts like tearing up throughout. It's just, oh, dude, I, I couldn't handle him. He was like shaking and sobbing like, oh my God. Yeah, you can just so see how emotional. much he finally lets in how much he's been suffering for the past like 50 plus years. How hard it's been. Yeah. Yeah. So he really starts from the beginning, from even before Akatar, like his history with Amarantha, his involvement in the war, his entire backstory. Again, basically what we've been begging for. Because there still has been, we've gotten pieces throughout, but there still has been, have been a few holes in the story. And now we know everything and know how he's been feeling this entire time. So the first thing he tells us is that in the war, he was captured by Amarantha's army. And he was tortured. His entire battalion, all his soldiers were slaughtered. His powers were nullified by those chain things that those soldiers had just used on him so in during this time Reese was just being beaten and tortured um by Amarantha's people hoping that he would break and give them information but he never did and Amarantha didn't even know or care who he was at this point because she was so obsessed with killing Jurian but during this time that Reese was captured he was you know, hating her because he, she killed his entire, all his people and was like planning his revenge on her. So then Amarantha and Jurian faced off the whole, I thing happened. And then in that torturous rage of like capturing Jurian, tearing out his eye, you know, slowly tormenting him, she lost focus and Reese was freed by his dad. And then the war ended soon after that the wall was built Reese, Cassie, and Azrael were, were all reunited. But Reese, from this point on, had this like vendetta against Amarantha for what she had done to him, but mostly for what she had done to all of his warriors that he was leading. So then when Amarantha returned 500-ish years later, he very much still wanted revenge. But the worst part was that she didn't even remember who he was like he was not significant enough to her and she was back in Prithian winning over the rest of the high lords but interestingly enough Tamlin was the one high lord during this time who didn't trust her and Reese was like well I hate Tamlin but if he doesn't trust her then she must still be the worst like she definitely has not changed yeah and I remember that from book one like Tamlin did tell Feyre that he did not like her yeah so I guess you know a nice reminder that Tamlin's not wholly evil he doesn't side with Amarantha he knew she was bad so yeah you know yeah so Reese planned to kill Amarantha but he didn't tell anyone in the inner circle which you know classic Reese just (laughs) doing things and not letting anyone know So he let Amarantha think that he was interested in an alliance and he planned to go to the party she was throwing under the mountain 
and during that party slip into her mind and make her reveal all of her crimes and then kill her. But unfortunately, she had been trained against all his mind tricks. And while he was trying to get past her shields, he didn't realize that she was basically drugging all of them because he hadn't told his friends, you know, where he where he was. They weren't with him. Usually he has someone to like sniff out a roofie, probably Asriel. Um, <laughs> but they weren't there. So his powers were getting ripped away. And the last thing he did was fling out his wards around Valeris, wipe the minds of people who knew about Valeris, and then use the last few seconds to like telepathically tell his friends what was happening. And then that was it. Then he belonged fully to Amarantha for the next 50 years. It's just so crazy because it's like, how is he able to do all of that in the split seconds between... I know. I know also, can you imagine how awful it must have been for his inner circle to like, they're probably just at dinner and then all of a sudden get like a mind message that's like, I'm being kidnapped. Bye. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was probably like super brief and mysterious. Like, take care of, take care of Valeris. I'm with Amarantha now or something like that. And yeah, or like protect, protect Valeris at all costs, you know? Yeah, like, it's under your rule now. They probably had no idea what was going on. Um, Yeah. But so sad. He also was so not smart here (laughs) to go at this alone. Like, I don't know why he couldn't have confided in at least Asriel or Cassian. We ask that at so many points in the book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember when we recapped this from Tamlin's point of view, like Tamlin was dumb here too with Amarantha, but Reese was, this was dumb. Like this was a really poorly executed plan. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so Reese belonged fully to Amarantha. He could see right away that she wanted revenge on Reese's father and therefore Reese for killing Tamlin's father, who was her friend. So basically to survive, he went along with being, her whore to give her what she wanted and at the same time play the game well enough to where she thought he actually started to enjoy himself and you know was loyal to her yeah it was kind of gross he gave a little bit too much info yeah he basically was telling her that he would make sure that she was pleasured to such an extent that she would not question that he was not into it yeah or into her it was like reese do you know that fair is your mate right like she doesn't need to know the dirty (laughs) details of you with her enemy it's too much the woman who like literally killed her (laughs) yeah yeah he just wanted to like kind of you know throw in like this is what i can do by the way if you accept the mating bond Yeah, so Amarantha began to trust him, and it also helped that Reese was still more powerful than the others. He had his his mind stuff, so she liked using him to read people's minds, make make their enemies suffer, all that stuff. But after a while, Reese had been under the mountain for so long. He said he stopped. Oh, ex- oh pause. Welcome home, John. <laughs> Recording virtually. You want to say hey? 
No comment on the mic. Guys on topic. Shouts out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Guys. We should have John and Connor on and call the episode Guys on Topic. That's a great idea, but also not John coming in saying guys on topic after we just recapped the deep messages of the Barbie movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Um, Where were we? um, Oh, I was saying after a while, Reese had been there for so long. He said he stopped expecting to see his friends ever again and couldn't even remember what their faces looked like. That's crazy. It's so sad. And this is the part where, as Reese is telling the story, he starts to tear up. And he says, he says, three years ago, I began to have these dreams. At first, they were glimpses as if I were staring through someone else's eyes. A crackling hearth in a dark home, a bale of hay in a barn, a warren of rabbits, The images were foggy, like looking through a cloudy glass. They were brief, a flash here and there every few months. I thought nothing of them until one of the images was a hand, this beautiful human hand holding a brush, painting flowers on a table. Not the little, not the little flowers. And Feyre feels like she can't breathe because Reese was having visions of her, like three at least two years before he met her, he was having visions of her. Yes. And you rem- it's just like, I love the callbacks or when authors do this, where they yeah. like fully. And she does this a lot with this chapter where she just like fully connects the dots, like across books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we remember chapter two or whatever it was when she's like talking about her little painted flowers, you know? Yeah. So this is why after reading the second book, it's so much fun to go back and read the first book now knowing all of this because you completely about see it Reese? differently. Yeah. I'll have to. And Tamlin. Ah. See too. <laughs> I'll have to like put it into my holiday rotation with my rereads of Harry Potter. Yeah. Just like reread all my fantasy favorites. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of, you want anything from Harry Potter world? <laughs> I want everything, please. <laughs> please and thank you. Um, I'm going um, back to Harry Potter world in in like a month and a half. I'm so excited for a work trip, I actually. Can- I can't believe it, but I'm also so happy for you because our trip was so rushed. Like we really only had one day and we were like trying to do everything. And so I'm really happy you're getting to go back and spend some time there. Thank you. I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Um, Okay. Where were we? Oh, yes. He tells her that he was having visions of her. And not only was he having visions... He says it was what he treasured most. Like it's what kept him going because it was a reminder. Like she was a symbol to him that there was still peace out there in the world. Like someone was just out yeah. there painting flowers on a table. You know, I love that so much. Like she was his I like when he was just stuck under this mountain suffering. It was like a little glimmer of hope that like, yeah, there's there's hope and peace and out there in the world so sweet so beautiful and he also started sending her visions back 
of the night sky. And that's why she painted the stars and moon. Yeah. Right? That's what I assumed. I assume so. Yeah. And he sent that vision to her because it's what brought him joy when he needed it most. And so he sent her the thing that like gives him calm and gives him serenity. And I like can only assume that Pharaoh obviously didn't know what was going on, but I assume it like helped. Like she was going through a really hard time too. And so yeah. And like, yeah. Well, she talked about like how she painted stars and the moon and stuff on her drawer of the dresser. And I'm just like, that was Reese. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's so sweet. And Mm -hmm. that went on for years until one night he says he was sleeping next to Amarantha and he had another vision, but it was different because it was like the fog that he was seeing it through had been wiped away, which is because this was the point when Feyre had come over the wall and was in Prithian, so he could see her clearer because it wasn't, you know, muddied by the wall magic interfering. Mm-hmm. And he was he was seeing her dreams. She was having those really vivid dreams when she first arrived. Um because of all the scary things she was interacting with. So he could see that she was in Prithian interacting with Faye now, but he couldn't tell where she was until one night she dreamt of Cal and Mai. She did. And so where did he wander off to? Yep. So Reese told Amarantha that he wanted to go to the spring court to spy on Tamlin and see if anyone there was like conspiring with him. So she let him go. And he got there. He could smell Feyre, found her with those creepy, creepy Fey who were trying to assault her. And so he just on instinct went right up to her. And the first words he said, if you ah! remember back, were, there you are. I've been looking for you. Oh, my God. And can I just say, like, when we first met him... I was immediately like love triangle and I purposely pointed out how she couldn't help but like go after him and keep talking to him like I kept saying that and this like just all comes to fruition here like I'm just a fucking genius you are you are and it's so (laughs) it's so perfect because in that moment you assume he just said like oh there you are I've been looking for you because to trick them to to trick the the weird fairies that she was with but it's like he genuinely was like that's he was looking looking for for her her. (laughs) yeah 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 oh my god it's so good um (laughs) but yeah Reese could tell Feyre had no idea who he was even though he you know knew who she was And he saw she was so young, so human, so vulnerable. He knew he needed to leave her alone so that Amarantha would never find her, never get a whiff of her existence. So he says, I I turned to walk away, but then you called after me. Like you also felt some pull, even if you didn't realize, which totally was the case. Which is what I said. Which is what you said. Like in that section when you go back and reread there's clearly some intangible draw for her some magnetism and that's just why book one is so fun to reread through this new lens yeah yeah but 
regardless, it was still too dangerous for Reese to really interact with her. So he just left and forced himself not to find out any more information about her and just try to, to remind himself it was lucky. I even got to meet her once and that will, that's enough. I can, I can live with just seeing her even though deep, deep down he already was suspicious that she meant something more to him. Yeah. So Reese didn't know that she was with Tamlin. He didn't know that she was staying in the spring court. But then Amarantha sent him back to the spring court the day after summer solstice just to kind of mock Tamlin for failing and Mm -hmm. not not getting past the curse. But then Reese felt favor there and realized she was living with Tamlin, who is his biggest enemy after Amarantha. And not only is she living there, she's in love with Tamlin. He was stressed. It's just so sad because remember, like, Feyre's, his his sense of, like, there's good in the world, she's good, and then she's sleeping with the person who murdered his mother and sister. I feel so bad for Resand in this moment. Like he yeah. is so in love with her and she provides him so much comfort. And there she is looking at him, hating him for what he's doing to Tamlin, Tamlin and also sleeping with Tamlin who he fucking hates. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's another layer on it. Feyre not only is with his enemy, she, he, she hates him. Yeah. She truly hates him. Oh, so all Reese can do sometimes hold on sometimes in these moments where you like learn like this has happened multiple times in the book when you like learn these like big deeper things that are happening in Prithian like Prithian is just super complex like the social standing the political structure like the relationships are just all so complex and they run so deep because they're immortal and they've been around for forever and so in these moments like it kind of it kind of makes Feyre look dumb or like one dimensional, but it's really just because she's lived for like 20 years and they've lived for like 500. (laughs) Truly, truly. She's actually adapted remarkably well given how much younger she is. How much Um, of a little baby she is. Yeah. Um, Feyre's younger than us in the books. (laughs) I know. Don't even say that. I'm just, I'm just a baby. <laughs> um so what Reese decides to do in this moment was to scare Tamlin and Feyre so that Tamlin would send Feyre back to the human realm and away from Amarantha. Reese's main goal being like, again, if Amarantha gets a whiff that Feyre exists, Amarantha will freaking tear her apart. Mm-hmm. So he was mainly acting Even if she breaks the curse, he said, she will kill Feyre. Right. So, which is very selfless of him, um, but also, I mean, he's really only, he's only acting, his only goal was to keep Feyre safe, not to break the curse at all and try and figure it out later. Like, he's like, I just want to keep this, this woman out of harm's way. So, yeah, he sends her home, or he gets Tamlin to send her home by scaring them. We also finally get an explanation about the Claire thing. I'm that so was, happy. Yeah. That was the one thing that was really hard to justify. Reese said... And I feel so stupid. Why? Like, because 
when we when I said that that was the still the one thing holding me up I really was thinking about this situation and I was just like there's just no way around it like he did a bad thing there's no explanation like I don't know why I didn't think of this explanation like of course there is one he knew that she was lying about the name but he just assumed she made up the name he didn't realize it was like a real person yeah I think that you actually would assume that if someone just says a name that it is going to be a real person I don't know to me you would have assumed it was a real person I think if I if I'm thinking about myself and if someone's asking me my name and I'm trying to think of the first thing I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say a name of someone that I know probably I mean I don't know at least at least the last name might be someone that I know because that can be hard to think of on the spot like there's a good chance at least that I would say a last name of someone that I know what if I'm trying to make up a name like Sadie tell me a fake name right now (laughs) <laughs> Sarah Johnson like who's that I don't know I just made it up it's someone though like I don't know it's someone oh that's true I didn't think of that like just because you don't know the person it's probably still someone that exists yeah yeah that's okay well I felt resolved but now. well I mean I think it's I think it's fair I just I think it's I don't know another little oversight by Reese little oversight by Reese here um but I I mean he (laughs) it's better than we thought because at least when the real Claire showed up Reese did his mind stuff to make it not hurt so like all the torture and all that stuff he like blocked it out from Claire processing it which like why didn't he do that for Feyre darling such a good point um (laughs) I feel like this I feel like this exact scenario Sarah had written and then needed a way to justify it with like the name (laughs) thing and then the torture thing because um yeah then why is anyone feeling pain in this book if Reese can just block it all out but anyway anyway we're just gonna jump over that little plot hole really good yeah yep 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 it would, you know, it works. It makes total sense. Um, <laughs> so Claire still died, but it wasn't as bad as we thought. But then mm-hmm. things got even worse for Reese because he had just basically been responsible for the death of an innocent human. And then Feyre shows up. Uh, and that was his main goal was to keep Feyre safe. And then she just waddled right into that mountain. <laughs> and he and he had to watch as she you know the light of his life got beat up and right in front of him and basically had to figure out ways that he could help her so literally every single thing that he did under the mountain did and said really like the bargain that he made with Feyre having her dressed that way every night he even justified the like drugging of her by saying that he did uh he gave her the wine so that she wouldn't remember like all the horrors of the of the evenings um all of that part of his master plan he had a he had a reason for everything literally i wrote well i wrote 
what if I told you I'm a mastermind <laughs> and now you're mine? <laughs> Another Taylor Swift. Um, I will say though, like when we're recapping this, some of the explanations don't sound as great as they did in the chapter, but he's going in much more detail yeah. and like, you know, being emotional and really giving a lot of like how he was feeling in the moment. And so everything makes sense. Yeah. In chapter 54. Yeah. How he handled it was the best he could. He's been through so much. Like we skipped over a lot of details about like the shit Amarantha gave him like after going to Calum Mai and like stuff like that. But like he really has been through a lot. So if you didn't read these chapters, you should. And then two, just know that like we're skipping over it. So some of the excuses isolated don't seem all that great. But if you get it like with everything, it makes sense. Yeah, like when I'm reading this chapter, I have goosebumps. I am feeling all the feels. Let me just I'm actually. So, I, have, I have so much empathy for him. Like he's been through so much. Yeah, let me. I have a quote written down and I think it helps add some context as to like how beautifully he's describing all of this. Mm-hmm. So Reese is talking about the final trial and how Feyre was being tortured and Reese said something like just snapped in him in that moment. And he knew that Farrah was his mate. And so in that moment, he didn't even care that she was in love with someone else. He just knew that he needed to defend her. He needed to kill Amarantha. And then he says, but then she snapped your neck and I watched you die. And this beautiful, wonderful thing that had come into my life, this gift from the cauldron, it was gone. And like, the way I read that, because he's talking about it, like gives you know, it talks about like how he like a tear falls from his eye as he's saying this, yeah. and it's like very dramatic. Like, I'm just like picturing his or hearing his voice like crack as he's like, and then she snapped your neck, like just like very dramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just so good, and you're just like, oh my god, we sand. Well, he just also he spent like so much. he had just in the book spent like literally 10 pages talking about like how fair meant so much to him. And now he was doing all these little things just to even meet her once and then and be around built, her and be around yeah. her. And all he did to like protect her through under the mountain those three months. And then it gets to the line where he says, but then she snaps your neck and I watched you die. And you just know, like, you feel that in your soul you when you're feel, reading it. You feel him breaking down. Yeah. Like, in that moment with him. You yeah, know? totally. Um, And we get an explanation of also what kind of happened and how he was able to bring her back to life. He says in his desperation, he just was tugging on the bond between them. And that's what... I guess kept favorite in that weird limbo space while she was dying. Um, and she, in this moment remembers like home is what it felt like she was coming back to. Like she was in that weird, like blackness. And like, it was almost felt like she was swimming up to this, towards the surface. And she felt like she was like coming home and like Reese is the home. Like she was, was coming him. to Reese. Yeah. And he, and he says like, he wasn't tugging on this stupid, uh, like bargain bond it was the bond between them as mates yeah the yeah like the strongest bond of all time 
basically. So once they were freed of the curse, Resand spoke to all the high lords in their minds and convinced them to come forward and save Feyre. And then Feyre woke up and had and poor Reese had to watch Tamlin, who did nothing, <laughs> hold her, kiss her, take her home. And Reese let her go, even though he knew she was his mate. And he tried to convince himself she was better off without him and that she must be happy if they were getting engaged. And I, I mean, I'm skipping over a lot, but like he felt it snap into place, you know, when we when we thought it did. And, um, when he was talking on the balcony, he let Favor go home with Tamlin and was basically just depressed um, because he was separated from her. But he was like, she doesn't want me. She wants Tamlin. Um, I'll let her be happy. She must be happy. She's they're getting married. But then he uh, he also wasn't going to call in the bargain. He wasn't making her he wasn't gonna, planning to make her come see him. But then he heard her call for help during the wedding and he just like acted on instinct, vanished, like appeared at the wedding, was like, whoa, OK, I guess I'm just going to, you know, go back into character. Doing this. I guess we're doing this. Yeah. Saw how thin and pale she was. And so he from then on was like, OK, I am going to make her come once a month because I need to check it on her. Like, I cannot keep doing this. And he says it killed him to send her back every month, knowing she was going back to someone who was treating her poorly, not only because she was his mate, but he says at this point he had already been in love with her for months and he was seeing her just waste away. And then once she left Tamlin for good, he wanted to tell her that they were mates, but he couldn't because he saw how much she had been through. And even if it meant Tamlin going to war with him, for stealing her away. He didn't want to put her through anything else by like claiming her as his mate officially. Which is what I said. It would have been, she would have felt like manipulated if he said that too soon. Totally. And then the last thing Reese says is I didn't want you, want you to think that everything I did was to win you just to keep my land safe. But I couldn't stop being around you and loving you and wanting you. I still can't stay away. And then Feyre, who's been crying throughout all of this, like taking this all in, takes the... Cooking her soup. Cooking her freaking soup. Takes the little (laughs) bowl of soup that she's been heating up for 45 minutes. Walks towards him and says, then eat. And they're officially mated. She says, you love me? He goes, he gives like a 45, 15 page speech. Yeah. And her response, her response is, you love me? And he's like, yes. And she puts down the bowl and says, eat. And I'm like, <laughs> he, you're telling me all he had to do was say, I love you. And that, and you would have given him the bowl. Like he just gave everything, told her everything. And all she's like, is like, <gasps> You love me? <laughs> also, it's a freaking statement. He said it like 45 times. Like, what more do you want? He's been having visions of you for three years. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And it took all that. And she's like, wait, you love me? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then she goes, <laughs> then eat your soup, I guess. <laughs> oh, Feyre. 
it gets better the next chapter when they like yeah. talk more. But. It's just it's just so funny that it's like solidified by him eating his bowl of soup in silence as she watches him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so chapter How romantic. How romantic, yeah. So chapter fifty five starts like right after that, so I'll just dive into it. But this chapter begins with Reese eating his soup and Feyre's just watching him eat. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess she's pr- probably processing, but I'm like, how can you even hold yourself back from just like jumping on him? Like you're just, she's just sitting there. He just confessed this entire beautiful, tragic love story where like the purpose of his past, like three years of his life has been to make sure she's safe and like get closer to her and like, you know, make her help her heal. And she's just like silent. Yeah. So he says, aren't you going to say anything? And then Thera goes and... It's like, exactly. My thoughts exactly, Reese. <laughs> yeah. So Thera goes and sits on his lap and she says, I want you to know, Rhysand, that I love you. I want you to know that I'm broken and healing, but every piece of my heart belongs to you. And I'm honored. Honored to be your mate. And she's like brushing oh. away tears. Yeah, she's like brushing away tears while she's saying this. They're both shaking. It's so beautiful. He's like sobbing in her arms because he's so happy. Like he's been through so much. He's endured so much. Like he deserves this moment, you know? Yeah, he does. Um, And they start kissing and Feyre goes, you're mine. And he just loves that. he's like say it again say it again yeah and from there it just it escalates really quickly they bang in the cottage the (laughs) moment we've been waiting for it's happening it's fully 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 happening Feyre is quickly laid on the table in all of her paint and yeah they don't care about the mess it's getting like honestly this could never be me the paint's like getting in their hair all over their bodies they're just like having sex in paint and I'm like oh what a mess (laughs) yep but Reese does all the things he promised to do when they were at the inn when he didn't have enough room and it's this chapter is pretty epic I have to say um Sadie how did you feel about this chapter slash was it worth the 530 page wait (laughs) yes it was it was so good I didn't feel like it was like I feel like people and I'm sure they get they get more and more descriptive like I feel like people talk so much about how this series is like gets like super sexual and like obviously it did get descriptive here but I didn't think it was like that bad no it's not crazy I don't think again I think these books get kind of a bad rap except the fifth one I think that one is accurately portrayed as (laughs) as what it is (laughs) but I don't think these books for the most part have any more sex than like a Colleen Hoover book yeah 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 so I didn't think it was it was that bad. It was like, I I mean, I live, you know, for the romance in between. Yeah. Um, but of course, I mean, I, am I going to say this out loud? But an ideal way 
for that to go down is to be laying on a table with the man on his knees. <laughs> like, that sounds fabulous. Um, I think it's underratedly very hot when Reese like kneels in front of her because whenever he kneels, which has only been, I guess, twice, she comments on the fact that this super powerful man is kneeling before her because he just worships her so much and sees her as an equal and something about that it yeah, really does lo- it for me yeah no I totally agree he and he literally she literally is says to herself or is thinking like she's like my high lord I don't even think she calls him my high lord she doesn't do that like she did with Tamlin because he's her equal but anyway um he like gets on his knees and she's like she's like this big, powerful high lord is on his knees for me, me, his mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> that I think, I think is, I think is very sexy. I, yeah, totally. I like, and call back to when, um, early on the book, he was dressing her or like getting her geared up with weapons to go see the weaver. And he kneeled and she's like, that's weird that he would kneel before me. Like, Mm-hmm. in like a symbol yeah. of respect or like reverence um mm-hmm. as a high lord and now it's like yeah he was kneeling before her because he knew he knew yeah yeah totally totally so um, anyway go we wait, can kind of like it. no i was just gonna say we can kind of like skip to the talking in between but yeah, just yeah, know yeah. in summary it's a very very sexy you know start to a long day together uh with lots of paint splattering all over yeah I've never seen paint be so sexual (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and when I sent you that gif of just like paint dripping it was like weirdly sexual because of the cut. it was like slow motion and I was like why (laughs) why am I sweating Yeah, the rest of this chapter is basically just sex and then some talking and then sex and then more talking, repeat, repeat. So I'll, at a very high level, I'll, uh, I'll go through it. Um, they like, at, right after they talk about, right after she confesses, you know, she loves him, she's honored, blah, blah, blah. They like rip each other's clothes off, get all covered in paint in the kitchen. Um, then they move to the bedroom. You know, wings are out like we like we thought they were going to be. So, you know. Yep. This is his first time letting his wings out. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the bedroom. It sounds so weird. <laughs> I, I hate know. it. I hate it. I honestly can't. I can't get on board with the wings. Like, you know how, like, bef- pre-reading the books, we were, like, talking about how it always sounds bad because we say, like, oh, little fairies that fly around, like, the wings are still not sexy to me. Like, I'm like, especially that they're sensitive. <laughs> I don't like that. It's like when you said in one of the episodes, you're like, it's crazy that they have such a large sex organ just <laughs> waving around. Like, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, what a crazy way to live. Like... <laughs> you also i remember you Um, also didn't you also didn't like the vision of them flying because you were like you're like what do they do what are they doing with their limbs they're just hanging there i'm not into the wings i just i just blacked that out (laughs) 
Well, Feyre's very into the wings. Um, when this is happening, you know, wings are out. They are they're making love in the bedroom. They're involved. The wings are involved. <laughs> the wings are heavily involved. <laughs> um, Feyre feels the mating bond click into place for her. So that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then they're lying in bed together, and he tells her that. He thinks the first moment he realized he was falling in love with her, fell in love with her, was when she threw the bone at Amarantha after her first trial because it reminded Reese of something Cassian would do. And she's like, you fell in love with me because I reminded you of your bro? And (laughs) I love this part. It was so funny to me. And he's really saying he could see how much she could fit into the inner circle already. And that's cute. And then also in that moment, even in all his despair under the mountain, it made him want to laugh for the first time in like 49 years. Love it. And then later favorite also tells him she knew she was falling in love with him at starfall, but was too scared to admit it. And I was like, it was so long before starfall. (laughs) I know. Also, I just have to say, remember, and obviously she's in a different headspace and she feels differently about Rhysand than this other character. But do you remember back at the spring court, like at the rehearsal dinner or whatever, their welcoming party, whatever it was before their wedding? There was that guy who was like, oh, man, like when you fought that worm, it was so impressive. And in her head, she was like. It was an impressive fighting for my life, almost dying. Meanwhile, Reese yeah. is like, I fell in love with you the way you made a ladder to get, you know, whatever, or to fight off the worm. And I was uh, just like, hmm, how times have changed. So it's okay when he finds it attractive or likes it, but not when those spring court losers, huh? Yeah. You know, everything changes when you think someone's hot. Love. The blinders. <laughs> the blinders. You, you said when you're in love, and I said when you think someone's hot. So. <laughs> Your threshold for airheadedness is a little lower than mine. Well, it's like how, um, like guys, I feel like this happens all the time. Like a guy could do something that's kind of creepy or questionable, um, and like if you're not uh, even if you're not attracted to him at all, you're like ugh. But then if you yeah. do think he's cute, you're like oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a guy could say the same exact pickup line, but if he's cute, it works. If he's not, it's it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, so they also talk about what happens next, and it's sweet because you can tell how excited Reese is that Feyre's accepted the bond, and how much he's been anticipating this and thinking, thinking about it, thinking about it, and yeah. planning for their future. Because she's like. So what now? And he's like, well, we can go back to Valeris and get the bond verified by a priestess and be declared officially mated. We can have a small party to celebrate or we can have a big party to celebrate or we can do a marriage ceremony so we can also be husband and wife. And Feyre's like, yeah, I meant what's next with like the war. But thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like such a little boy in this moment. Like he's just so giddy and happy. Like. Yeah, he got the girl finally, and like that's all he can see right now. Yeah, he's been he's been planning their wedding in his head for the past three years, basically. <laughs> it's so funny. 
there's also a really sweet moment when Reese tells Feyre that she's beautiful. Like he says it in kind of like a casual way, like, oh, you're like, how can you be so mean and so beautiful or something like that? And she kind of snorts and he's like, no, you are like, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she says, it's, it was stupid for beauty to mean anything at all, but my eyes burned. Mm, so cute. So cute. There's also a moment where she says something to him that was exactly what he needed to hear. It was about like how like she wouldn't run or something. I don't know. I wrote the words he needs to hear. Dash. They are such good partners to each other. <laughs> so I don't know what he said, what she says, but she says something like something along the lines of like how like she would stand by him through anything of some sort. And I was just like, yeah, they're just perfect. I'm glad we're really yeah. laying it all out there now. Even, um, even when he's like, says you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. He follows it up with, which is good because you thought I was the most beautiful man you've ever seen when you met me. So it makes us even. <laughs> no, which do you remember in book one, the last line of the chapter when he first gets introduced, when he shows up and says, I've been looking for you everywhere at Cal and Maya or whatever. The last line of the chapter is I turn around and I see the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. like he reads minds and he just read her mind saying that. I love yeah. it so much. I love, I love the connections. Like Sarah J. Mass, what a beautiful writing. I love it. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it must have made him so happy in that one moment. Like he's been wanting to meet this person. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that she basically mind shouts to him is, this is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> when you just like literally can't hide your cards like yeah. gosh you want to play it cool so badly and oh man yeah that's tough so then switching gears reese tells Feyre that they need to leave tomorrow to go to Feyre's family estate because the queens are coming and Feyre's like you're telling me this now and he's like well i've been sidetracked <laughs> <laughs> um and um go ahead no you go ahead well I was just gonna say I don't know if you're gonna blow by this but I have to talk about my least favorite part of this chapter oh okay do you have any guesses washing the wings (laughs) (laughs) no but I also hated that (laughs) Um, first of all, tonic, is that some kind of Prithian birth control? Oh, okay. Wait, wait, I, um, I'll, I'll let me get to it. Cause I, yeah, I would okay, know about okay. that too. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so they're talking and then while they're talking, Feyre's like hit with this realization that this beautiful man is her future they're gonna have a real life together and she's so happy that she literally starts glowing like her entire body is like physically glowing and i forgot about that reese is just so happy that she's so happy so this makes them go back for round three and (laughs) this pattern continues for the rest of the night like 
all night. No sleep. No, they aren't going to be very rested for their meeting with the queens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, they're just making up for lost time. Um, So the next morning, they're they're eating breakfast. Reese tells Feyre that for the man, there's like an instinctual side to it after a mating bond clicks into place or after it's accepted, I mean. Men get super territorial, get very primal, just want to be all over their mates all the time, like very threatened by other men. And this leads Feyre, I assume this is what you're talking about, to ask Mm -hmm. about having a child together, which just kills the mood. (laughs) Dude, I don't know why... I don't know why this keeps getting brought up after like the first time having sex. This happened in terms and conditions. I know. Dare, dare I compare, dare (laughs) I compare because I'm just like, and I don't know why it turns me off so much because like, I love babies. I want a family one day, but every time you're like having like, hot highly anticipated sex and then you follow it up with like well like should we use birth control should it we be trying to have babies I'm like ew gag gross you know what I mean yeah 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 I um I it didn't bother me as much the first time but after reading terms and conditions I also had that same thought I was like no no (laughs) I feel like I feel like it's supposed to be like like they have like a mature conversation and like conclude that she's going to go on some kind of birth control or something. But, and like, it kind of is just like another moment of like Reese being a great guy, which you can kind of explain, but like, but to me, it's like, it's just like such a weird talk. Like, I don't think it's romantic to like be talking about that. So I know that like sex leads to babies, but in my head, they're just like, should not be talked about at the same time. (laughs) Like I sound so crazy, but I can't explain it. Like, don't talk to me about that. Like right after, right. What are you doing? Like that is so no, no. I mean, yeah, she says it's not, it's not romantic. It's not romantic to me. No, because it's scary. Because it's scary. It's scary. It's like life changing. Like it's just it's not romantic thing to talk about. No. In this post. You know, whatever. The only way I can justify it is she doesn't know anything about being a mate or like essentially being a wife. Like she's basically like they basically are not just committed to each other for life. And I, I think part of it is she's trying to figure out what the expectations are of being a high lord's mate um yeah did that didn't have to happen right now but <laughs> i think she's like well i'm not on birth control right now we just had sex like 45 times um is the expectation mm-hmm. that we're supposed to like continuously try for having a kid because it's so hard or can mm-hmm. i am i good to like take my tonic and run you know <laughs> um yeah it's crazy i I totally understand the conversation, but like for my fantasy world, it just didn't really need to happen. Yeah. I think it should have happened it's, later. It's, it's kind of like the bank account that he opened for her and like how much he pays her. Like that whole conversation a while ago, I was just like, I didn't need that. 
Yeah. It makes it too real. Let me yeah. let me suspend all in, belief and they just yeah, get to like have yeah. this beautiful night together and don't have to talk about pregnancy and birth control. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they do. Anyway. They do. And apparently there's, well, first let me say, she brings that up and then he's like, yeah, right now probably isn't the best time, like given that we're both spearheading a war and like hugely hunted by basically everyone in Prithian. But um, afterwards, <laughs> sure, whenever you're ready, would love to have a child. I mean, he's obviously really sweet about it. He says, like, I would be happy beyond reason if one day you did honor me with children to share that with you. Like, it's nice, but yeah. just the It's like a perfect Reese answer, but it's just like not a conversation I needed them to have. Yeah. And then, yes, in this world there's apparently birth control tonic that they take to prevent pregnancy which you know okay <laughs> i just feel like in a fantasy world you don't need birth control <laughs> it's like you don't, <laughs> you don't. like even in you even don't. in a fantasy world i have to take birth control <laughs> Like, like, give me a break. Yeah. Why couldn't they? You know what? If they really wanted to keep the fantasy going, it would have been a tonic that Reese takes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he gets pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. Like penguins. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. This isn't a spoiler or anything, but I'm just now predicting something you will absolutely despise later on they talk about they talk about what periods are like in like a fey female and (laughs) you're gonna hate it (laughs) i already i already hate it i already hate it it's probably the worst thing ever like a million times worse than any normal one like it probably comes out your eyes or some shit Okay, well, that's um, that's kind of where we wrap up the chapter, but they finish that fun conversation and then they just get ready to leave the cottage and go back to the Illyrian camp, but not before they bang one last time in the bathtub. <laughs> and that's, they just that's where we end. They just can't enough of each other. Nope. So that's where we end chapter 55, the Reese Crease. Um... So chapter 56, so they go back to the Illyrian camp and the first thing they see when they arrive is Cassian and he's like about damn time and we quickly learn that Cassian knows Reese needs to blow off steam post mating bond because again, men get very primal and territorial and like need time to like adjust before they can like behave like a normal man. So Cassian's mm-hmm. purposely trying to provoke him so he and Reese can like fight and blow off steam. But Cassian literally says, Feyre doesn't look too tired. Maybe she could give me a ride. And then Reese <laughs> and then Reese just attacks. <laughs> this whole scene, because then more comes over and like takes Feyre and she's like, ah, oh, the boys, you know. This whole scene reminds me so much of the Cullens. It hurts. Like, um, like Alice coming over and like rolling her eyes at the boys fighting. And then like, um, Robert Pattinson 
and what's the muscly guy? Emmett. And Emmett, like, roughing it up or whatever. And then, like, uh, um, oh, my God. What is the main character's name? Bella. Bella and Edward, like, can't stop having sex, like, after she's a vampire and stuff. And it's, like, they just, it's giving so much the Cullens right now. Really, Those three guys just give the Cullens if you really think about All it anyway, like Reese and Edward, mm-hmm. same, like really old, <laughs> tortured soul, my mind readers, mind readers, <laughs> thinks no one can love them, thinks they're never going to find anyone. Um, mm-hmm. Like, so literally worship that person that they're with. Um, Emmett and Cassian are like really muscular, kind of vulgar, kind of like, mm-hmm. like playful big brother energy. And then Jasper and Azrael, like the weird aloof ones, don't know what they're thinking. Very like sensitive oh my God, kind it's of. So true. Yeah. So true. So true. Um. So anyway, yeah, Cassian and Reese fight, and then Moore and Feyre go in the house, and Moore's like, "Well, welcome to the family." And then after Reese and Cassian get done fighting, they go back to Valeris. Moore, Azrael, Amran, and Cassian are already there waiting for them. And when Feyre walks in, they all stand up and bow to her. And Amran says... This part was weird. Amran says, we will serve and protect. And they all put their hands over their hearts. I thought it was sweet, but... It was. I would it be was. weird in that moment. Right. I me. It is like a nice... I don't know. I feel like her coming back and like everyone's already in the know... Like, I would just be, like, embarrassed, one. And then, yeah, and then, two, now all my friends are, like, bowing to me. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, such a strong sign of, like, loyalty, I think, is really nice. Totally, um, totally. And they know, like, her being Reese's mate, like, they already would have done anything to protect her, but now they're, like, verbalizing it, like, we we will you know you're one of us you're one of us yeah so it's a sweet moment and then Amran congratulates Feyre on killing some of Hybern's soldiers and saving Reese and Feyre goes he does need unusual amounts of coddling which I think is funny and so Mm -hmm. whenever Feyre has a one-liner that actually lands I have to put we it. We have to give it credit. I have to yeah. give her credit. <laughs> it was it was funny. And then they leave for the mortal lands after dinner with the orb. And the last line is, Reese held me tightly, his arms strong and unyielding around me. We were silent as we soared over the deep wa- over the dark water, as we went to show the queens the secret they'd all suffered so much for so long to keep. It's like, here we go. Back to the plot. Back to the <laughs> like plot. We were kind of in like fantasy land for three chapters. And now, now back, back to this war. <laughs> At least they weaned us out of the fantasy chapters with the pregnancy talk. And so yeah, <laughs> that really did kill the mood for all of us. So now we're ready to, to go back. I really did. Um, but I really did. Sadie, what do you think will happen with the, with the Queens and showing them Valeris? You know, I haven't really thought about that. Um, I presume we've got to be getting the other half of the book. Like, okay, so I think, 
either. All right. I'm just going <laughs> to. I was about to say three possibilities, but then it's like I'm just throwing out all possible outcomes. And then it's like, it, <laughs> am I really predicting it? Like, <laughs> um, but I think I think that they're either. So there's the option that they could demand to go and see it for themselves. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it's possible that they believe them. But they still don't want to work with them. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, you know, like maybe maybe someone else got to them first. I still think that there's a possibility that like the dad who has been out of town doing trading and stuff is like working on some scheme with like against the fairies as well or against Brightheen as well. I don't know. I have a feeling they might, if they do believe it, they're still not going to give it to him. I feel like we're going to have to steal it somehow or like fight with them or something. Do you still not trust Amrin? Why are you asking me that? Because the last episode you said you questioned her. Oh my God. What is she going to do? Izzy? I'm just asking the question. Um, I mean, the problem is, is that I really like I, Amarin, like, to be honest, when you're just recapping that little por- portion where she said we'll protect and serve or whatever, I was like literally imagining how I could be her for Halloween. Like if I could put contacts in my eyes to make my <laughs> eyes white <laughs> or silver, but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's still like a piece that I'm just like, what is she up to? You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Is Amron going? Is everyone going this time? Um, I think it said they were all there. I don't remember. I don't either. But I don't really know what's going to happen. I think that the queens are still not going to be cooperative. Even if they do believe them, I think they're going to be like, come up with some other bullshit excuse. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, my only, um, I'm oh, sorry. Do you have another question? No, no, you're good. My only other thought, and I hate that this is where my mind went at the end of these chapters, but I wrote, wow, what lovely chapters. Now, when do we tell Tammy Tam about the meeting? Oh no. When do we tell him? Because we need the, I, I think I think that there's just unresolved conflict between the spring court and I've said this before I don't like unresolved conflict and like I want things to be mended with Lucian and he'll understand as well if they learn that they're mated but like so when when are we going to tell him we only have about we have a hundred pages left in the book Oh, my God. We don't have time. Okay, so it's probably going to be next book. We only have 100 pages. We only have three more episodes. Somehow I'm shocked, even though I've been reading this book for three months. (laughs) We only have three more episodes, and we still haven't even seen Tamlin again. It's crazy. Well, I'm I'm still sticking with we'll see him. I feel like the book is, like, it's going to end where we like see him again or like we have to go. I don't know. 
But um, like, uh, there's just no way he doesn't. We don't ever see him again in this book series. Like, there's five books, and he was all of book one. So, um, but yeah. But next episode, we have another guest. Yes. So next episode, we'll be recapping chapters fifty-seven through fifty-nine, and we will have special guest Holly on to join us. I'm so excited. A new guest. A new guest. Um, a fellow Don Court member and a fellow a fellow SEC grad. She went to UGA. She also is one of the most passionate people about this book series. <laughs> she <laughs> she read it so fast. She I she started the series after me and finished before me. Um she is like a passionate person in general, I think. So it'll be really fun to have her on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have her on. So yeah. Anything else, Sadie, before we wrap? No, I got all I got it all out. I'm excited. Um yeah, this was really this was really good. I think this was as a successful first virtual recording. I really like sitting in this chair. No, I'm <laughs> You look very comfortable. <laughs> You've like slowly leaned back more and more throughout this recording. <laughs> no, I'm just a forehead in the in the screen of our <laughs> video call. <laughs> well, join us next time for chapters 57 through 59. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok at Gals on Topic. I posted a really funny TikTok yesterday. It's gotten no love. So maybe go, you know, throw me a like, throw me a, (laughs) throw me a comment. Um, (laughs) And also subscribe, follow on Spotify, Apple podcasts, leave us a five-star review and yeah, leave us comments. We've been getting some comments and they're so fun. They're so fun. It's so fun. I also figured out that you can publish a comment on your spotify so you can see it when you click on the episode on spotify oh i love so that. if you're if your comment is funny or sweet or spicy i will i will post it and publish it or if you don't want me to maybe that deters people from commenting so never mind <laughs> i'll dm you first <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well join us next time thanks everyone for listening We'll see you for next episodes. It continues to ramp up. Can't wait. Bye, guys. Bye.